0: Radio.
1: Hey, what's going on guys? This is your girl V the Plug and I'm tapping back in. I have a special guest today and I'm a little upset. I forgot to have him do a little freestyle because he's known for freestyling. He's a rapper, an activist, and a huge influence to the culture through his music. He's done collabs with icons like Nas, Wu-Tang, and he has a catalog that continues to grow. He has a huge album that just released called Mean, produced by, can you guess, Scott Storch. We're plugging in with our guy, Armin, so let's get into the interview. Welcome to Plug Talk, Armin. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, Plug Talk is all about connecting with others, being wired a certain way to be where you are. In your life, and being connected to the right people to spread light and power into the world. Definitely. And so that's why when you reached out, me, I was like, yes, we have a connection with our homie Sway. Our big bro. Our big bro Sway. And I know you have a lot of experience with Sway. He's another plug, another... Outlet in the world that's shining a light on Hell so yeah. many people to just be themselves, be authentic. Because I think today in the world, it's it's so hard for people to take that hop, to take that leap. I know from what I've seen through your journey is that you started off just going back to school, going into mm. the ph- pharmaceutical industry, yep. and and you made your way to something big. And let's talk a little bit about. Being an activist and intertwining it with your music.
2: Yeah. I guess you could call me an activist. Mm-hmm. really just about speaking the truth in the music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I grew up on, on hip-hop. That meant a lot. That meant a lot to me. That had a huge impact on my life. So mm-hmm. that's always how I see music. You know what I mean? Specifically mm-hmm. hip-hop. So when I started rapping and doing my thing and being kind of the first for my community, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, I got to touch on cer- certain subjects as well as, um, tell the story of my people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I started doing, I really did, just did one song about the Armenian genocide. Really, I always say it's about crimes against humanity, but specifically mm-hmm. it was about that. And that's just like a hip-hop thing to do because I feel like hip-hop being the voice of the people, the voice of the streets, I had to come and tell you know the story of my people. And it just made a big impact, you know what I mean? Of course, in my community, but what was dope was like I saw everybody else really gravitating towards The song as well as it led to this whole movement because we made these t-shirts with it. It said our wounds are still open. Mm -hmm. The Armenian genocide is a thing that has never been acknowledged or recognized. Right, You know what I mean? A million and a half people were massacred. Mm -hmm. So it's like what we call an open wound. It's a big thing in our community. so. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you let someone get away with a crime of that magnitude, obviously other people think they can do it. So then Hitler and the Holocaust followed and so on and so forth. So, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a powerful topic. So, you know, I really just did one song, but it turned into this whole movement with the T-shirts. It was like a way to raise Mm -hmm. awareness. Yeah. And then we started involving all kinds of like people we knew in the hip hop game. You know what i mean to wear the shirts and like we got everybody mm-hmm. from cardi b to post malone mm-hmm. to you know the game jumped on the remix he was actually the first one to post it and wear the shirt and post mm-hmm. it things like that you know what i mean met them at dmx rest in peace so a lot of mm-hmm. people was just into you know i need a movement yeah. and me rapping for my people so yeah
1: and the movement came after i know you were on the wake up show way back when like 10 years ago like yep. starting from then i seen you in the studio just dropping bars and freestyling yeah when it was your first time, did you have any butterflies or what was the feeling? Because I think when you're just like, I don't want to say you're average, but I want to say when no, you're just sure. when you're just not in the industry and you step into a world that's so much bigger than you think you could be in. Yeah. What type of feelings did you have? Uh, that's going a dope into question,
2: because uh, the wake up show freestyle was probably my first. Like, I've been a spitter like mm-hmm. my whole life, but that was like we we're slowly making way in the game. And like I was hitting up King Tech. You know, Sway's a little big and he's difficult to reach when you don't know him. But King Tech, I was literally hitting him up on Twitter. And eventually, randomly, one day, he hit me back like, yo, Thursday, this and this in time, this and this. You know what I mean? Without really explaining. It was like maybe a day or two before that. So I went over there. Yeah, of course. I was like, you know, you have your nerves and stuff. But at the same time, I felt like this is, I got to kill it right now. This is my moment. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You walk into a room. This is real wake-up show shit. So the people that know about the wake-up show, that's like... The, you know, the top tier MCs come over there and I walked in it was a whole room full of MCs mm-hmm. and everybody had their turn you know yeah. what I mean they would go uh, do a little interview with King Tech and then spit two rounds and, yeah. and it kept me to almost the last person so, oh, wow. so to be honest with you my confidence started growing as much as I would see one after another come. Mm-hmm. They weren't bad, but I felt like nah, I'm better than this guy. Nah, nah, I'm better than this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Would, so, would
0: you say that freestyle in particular, everything was pretty much improv, or did you have some like unreleased nah, stuff it, tucked in your? it's
2: definitely written verses. Like me, mm-hmm. I'm I I've never been an off the dome type of freestyler. Nice, nice. I grew up watching, you know, the Eminems and the people that was really doing these wake up show mm-hmm. freestyles. Mm-hmm. I don't. Ninety percent of it was written. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's you have so many bars and verses in your head because they just throw any beat at you, right? It's not right, like nowadays, yeah. a lot of places you pick the beat, you can completely prepare the whole thing. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah. curate like, it. You can, you know what I mean? Yeah, you pick the beat, you write your shit to the beat, so the, everything is perfect yeah. flow-wise, cadence-wise. At that time, it's just like they throwing beats at you and you got to catch it. Mm-hmm. So that's, I guess, the freestyle part of it. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: Ha- with freestyles, has there ever been a point where you're like, man i could have saved this for the project or yeah. is it a verse well um, used
2: yeah I, as i've grown as an artist i definitely uh, learned the difference between when you really want to bar up bar up on a freestyle type of platform versus when you're making a song now sometimes you got those lyrical ass songs for yeah, sure yeah, yeah i do that all the time and you can use similar type of you know what i mean yeah but yeah, yeah every yeah. time i write a verse or a bar is kind of in my mind like should I use it for this if, especially if it's super fire yeah. or should I keep it for this song or should I keep it for this freestyle you know what I mean yeah. Where would that would it stress make... me
1: out as a rapper yeah, that's where... why I don't rap <laughs> I
2: feel <laughs> no, you. Thank but, you but you gotta figure out where <laughs> would it make the biggest impact you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. and um, um,
1: I didn't mention this but this is Justin Muzak he up, is my co-host for today this is our Man, first time working to together just... oh really I yeah this is our first show together oh, dope. he's a huge hip-hop head Man. he knows his history he has a radio show also yeah. tell the people
0: I host a Great Late Show on 101.5 KQBH, playing the greatest and latest in mainstream, underground, undiscovered, and local hip-hop and R&B. Much like V said, just huge hip-hop head. Grew up a musician, making beats. This is one of my beats underneath here. Yes. Um, And go. yeah, feels good to be here interviewing yeah. Armin. My man. Yeah, he's yeah.
1: connected to Sway too, because Carmelita? Or- yeah,
0: Oh, so Carmelita Ramirez Sanchez used to be the producer of the Wake Up Show back in the day in its heyday and when i started my show over at far side tv shout out to the far side uh i was there for two years and then i took my show over to kqbh um still one of the few hip-hop djs on the station so big shout out to carmelita she has definitely helped me land working for heartbeat Mm -hmm. and uh laugh out loud and all that stuff too so
1: yeah
2: that's fine but to finalize the question you asked so i went i killed the freestyle and Mm -hmm. actually king tech was like whoa after my first round, he's like, yo, you've been waiting for this moment. You yeah. know what I mean? You'll w- if it's, if yeah. you watch it on YouTube, he says that. And then I went in, so he was really impressed after that because Sway wasn't there, you know what I'm saying? It was just tech. And then we chopped it up after. I'm like, yo, you down to have lunch? Chop it up. He's like, of course, and he kind of became my first like mentor. Yeah, and he introduced me to Sway. Yeah, and then I went to to New York and went on Sway in the morning. Shout and,
1: out yeah. to King Tech. You know, shout out to him. Hell yeah, big ups. I think it's important to have mentors and support. I think as creatives. And trying to work the balance work life as yeah. a creative is, is very hard and um, that's one of the things that sway spoke about with the 50 years of hip-hop celebrating at Kel State Northridge where we all where met. We met he yeah. met too. he was there too oh my bad I don't think we met actually the I the, fun, the funny the
0: funny thing is I don't know if you remember this interview you did probably like 2015 it was on syndicate radio. I actually booked you for that but I wasn't there to do the interview it was with DJ MK oh, okay. and my guy uh Nikki P but
2: Syndicate Radio I'm Syndicate so Radio. sorry I'm trying to remember <laughs> I mean you're a rapper hey, so so it's yeah. not, not even bro I usually remember everything but yeah. I've I've done so much Yeah that's what yeah, all, yeah that's it's all good is, it's all good shout out to
1: yeah. them but okay
0: so yeah, you, yeah, you've yeah, been around bro So I, oh yeah, yeah I've been around I've been around There's a up, connection
1: bro. here and, and speaking Hell of connection and music and what you do um I I started off the Gap Band and I couldn't play the original version but I don't know if you recognize that beat and where it was from but what,
2: what beat are we talking about? The
1: one in the beginning, in the intro. Oh,
2: you, I'm sorry. No, I didn't. It's all right. I would so, love to learn, though. So,
1: like, I, I asked you before if you had, like, a, a funk, a old-school oh, right. song that or artist that you, you liked. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let me, let me teach them a little bit about some old-school funk but because...
2: Put me up on game. Yeah.
1: Everybody's music ear and how they grow up is a little different. So I grew up listening to old-school funk and the Gap Band... Is, is one of the groups that I listened to, but I connected with Nas's Ilmatic album with Life's a Bitch because that mm, was.
2: Because that was sampled?
1: That was sampled. So I'm a huge sampler and. That's, and,
2: that's fire. And okay. so
1: I thought you would appreciate that. No, so. I super
2: appreciate it. Because <laughs> I'm actually a. Sam- like, I yeah. love sample driven hip hop a yeah, lot, even course. though. This mm-hmm. album I just dropped with Scott Storch and he's mm-hmm. the most incredible musician. He don't mm-hmm. sample. He actually let me know like the first thing, the first or second session, I had some sampling ideas mm-hmm. and one of the guys that was with him in the room had to let me know, yo, Scott Storch don't sample, bro. Oh, he cre- really? He Look, like, at he, all? he would do it if the artist really, really wants to. to, he would replay it or whatever, yeah. but it wouldn't be sent. Sand- no, he don't sample. He was like. What we do here is we create the melodies that the world samples. Okay, so. Because he's the most incredible composer yes. himself. Hell yeah. You don't have to sample And pianist this. too. Yeah, yeah, so you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I
1: saw one of your Instagram reels and he was on the piano just making the beat to, uh, what is it, Devil's Candle?
2: Yeah, Candle of the Devil. Candle
1: of the Devil. And so going into that, I feel like your connection with your words is very prolific with God and living your life and not knowing what's next, but also understanding your place. And you speak a lot right. of, about a lot in your music, and I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole album. I had phone problems today and I was like, Are you kidding me of All days. I, you. I feel like I can't listen to the whole thing. So
2: And little the devil is enough to be honest. That's the yeah. joint with Nas for yeah. everybody listening. To. Yeah.
1: You gotta go listen to that now, listen to the album. So tell me a little bit about how working with him in the studio is uh he... with Scott
2: or with Nas. What are we talking with about? With Scott. Or with Scott, yeah. yeah. Kind of like I said, first of all, he don't have like a folder mm-hmm. where he sends you beats, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like usual producers, yeah. let me send you a beat pack. I'm not saying he doesn't, he probably has some, but mm-hmm. every session is you go in and you create together. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful. So It starts with a conversation like, yo, what kind of, it's always what the artist wants to do. So what kind of record you want to do? What's the vibe? Boom, boom. So you got to kind of go, after the first couple of times, I realized like to get the best out of this, I got to be prepared with what I want. Because nice. I learned once you really tell him what you want, he brings that vision to life. But then, like, beyond what you even had in mind, like, mm-hmm. musically, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he just starts going. And I, a couple times I had, like, a hook. couple times I just had, like, a concept. And a couple times I had, like, reference songs. Like, to mm-hmm. do some shit like this or some shit like yeah. this, you know what I mean? Let's do some shit with some horns, you know what I mean? And then he would just start creating. Yeah, yeah so it's all done on this spot.
1: It's all, like, picked off of energy. Extremely.
2: All energy, extremely oh. talented, like just mind blown every single time. Honestly, you know what I'm saying? We were to see him create. All yeah.
0: Would you say it was easier to work with him than your usual go to producers?
2: Well, my go to producers is more like they send me beats. You know what I'm saying? OK, like so I they're not a, really producing. I got the record, a little circle, Yeah, I got I got a circle of four or five people, some overseas and shit, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that I mainly use and it's usually sending me beats. So it's a very different process. You know what I'm saying? But with scott he gives you the freedom too though like once the beat is created he kind of leaves the room and then if you're recording with the engineer or you want to take it home or however you want to do it and then he just kind of comes back to listen to the final product and give his mm-hmm. you know what i mean input like that
0: do you think the best songs are when the words are already in the beat or is it more like all right i have it in my head i'm just trying to find the right beat and you're describing it to scott
2: yeah good question i mean it for me it kind of went both ways not usually verses and stuff but like hooks mm-hmm. a couple times i had like either a demo hook or a singing hook you know what i'm saying and i took the acapella to him and actually the way i thought of that is you know if you guys remember he did this song this is a while ago but he did a six nine song yeah i was Lane's, thinking about that i was right? thinking about that before that was you came during in. the time we had been wor- we had just started working together yeah, and that beat is fucking insane, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I asked him I'm like, yo, so you had because he posted you know he was in the studio with six nine actually the day before I was in, in the studio with him when six nine called him and like anyway so I'm like, was Tori here or you know what I mean how did you guys mm-hmm. do that? He like he's like no, they brought me the acapella Tory vocals for the hook and I built it around that, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I was like, shit, I got a couple of hooks. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That that, yeah. that would be fire. And then so I took him to acapella. And he don't want to hear like the old version or what was done before. Like, you know, new. Yeah. What's it called? A new uh, blank thing. But a canvas. blank slate. Blank yeah. canvas, yeah. Are you
1: a pen and paper type of guy? Or are you an iPhone? Let me write it down. Or are you just like, I, it's in my head. I don't even need it. A- I'm an iPhone guy. Like, I definitely okay.
2: write 90% of it. Or I go in the booth.
0: Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's better that way. Mm-hmm. Because it depends
2: what kind of artist you are. Like you know, a lot of the the melody type of rappers they
0: just go in because it's more filling. Yeah, I mean
2: a lot of lyricists do the punching things too now. But, you know, I but know me the- like I craft my shit
0: usually. I, I feel yeah. I heard Nipsey Nipsey Hussle was like like that. Yep. He he was one of those same. people like he would just be like mm, and then do a line yep. and then pause yeah. and then mm. and I mean a lot whatever of, works. That,
2: that's kind of the way now
0: mm-hmm. most people do it like that.
2: To me, it's like whatever works for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's the end product looking like?
0: Yeah. You mentioned working with Nas and everything like that, and and obviously working with your heroes and people who influenced you is yeah. an all time great thing, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever you're sparring with someone like that, do you like to show your influence from them, or do you want to be like, man, I want to show you what I can do with my own unique style? When rapping or just That's a dope delivering, question too.
2: Honestly, I feel like an influence of someone like Nas is just in the DNA. It's not like I can go away from it or do more of it or mm-hmm. do less of it. Really, you know what I learned from him is really the attention, the detail of how descriptive everything is. When he raps, you see the whole shit, right? Yeah. Like it's not necessarily about bars or punchlines or metaphors. They'll be in there, mm-hmm. but it's really just dropping gems and everything. You know what I mean? You see the whole mm-hmm. shit. So storytelling wise, I think he's the greatest storyteller of all time. So that's like an influence that, yeah, I can't like make that less or more. Just whatever the record calls for. you know Yeah.
0: I mean? Would you say it's a similar situation? Because you've worked with like Styles P, Be Real, yeah. Wu-Tang. Badass. Like, I mean, yeah, you're crazy. decorated, my the friend. The catalog oh, is huge. Yeah. And
1: I think that had <laughs> a big impact in having features and, and doing what you do to be where you are. Of you course. know what I mean?
2: Uh, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, being embraced by people like that that are super respected, it just it just does something to your brand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If Nas posted me on his page, I really didn't expect that. I knew we did the song. And he posted on the story. I was extremely grateful. And then a few days later, yeah. he posted like without, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he really, you know, and he's told me this in person, but a lot of rappers tell you shit in person and then yeah. it's different. Like, they fall off. But to get that <laughs> kind of stamp or, like, acknowledgement, it, it does a lot. Because yeah. so everyone yeah. be hitting me, like, yo, I just found you because, like, Nas. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like, that's really and true. Like sh- and everyone's th- like, yo, you really held your own this, this, that. Like, you know what I mean? So that's how you get new fans
0: out of that.
1: Yeah.
0: With gaining new fans and you know, mixing them with the old fans, how is it when it's time to work on a new project? Do you take in some of their feedback when crafting it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I always take constructive criticism, but the internet is a crazy place. Sometimes I see something that might, you know, create something like maybe I could do something like that. But for the most part, I try to just zone in and do me. You know, what I learned over the years is you just stick to what you do best and do you. You can only be you. No one can be you as much as yourself so once you start thinking of other people's opinions it's not going to work the right way
1: yeah and going off that note a lot of the things that we experience and that we understand are from our childhood and they come into our adult life if you could take us back to your childhood and be like you know i was singing i was rapping or i looked at this story or i saw this artist or i was watching this movie and it really resonated with me and that's a connection to what i'm doing now
2: yeah Oh, that's you a have any question? Just for the most part I remember being being a big like dreamer. I had like huge I didn't think anything was impossible in a weird way cuz I don't mm-hmm. come from a family that had right. it, it, crazy things. I didn't come from an environment like I I was born in Glendale, mm-hmm. but I grew up in Amsterdam Absolutely. in the Netherlands for 18 years, really outside of Amsterdam, like a smaller city, and then when I was 18 I moved back. So what I mean is I came from a community Nobody was a rapper from there. Yeah, I was going to say, how's the
1: culture so there?
2: It's very different, uh, but I think like that place is responsible for me being
1: mm-hmm.
2: not sounding like an L.A. rapper, so to speak. Yeah, everybody always true. tells me, oh, shit, you from L.A., you sound like you from New York, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm, Honestly, what I grew up on was a lot over there. That The energy is more East Coast. Musically, hip-hop-wise, yeah. the weather, the clothing, yeah. it's just more that kind of energy. So That's uh, really dope. That just so shows you was, yeah, yeah. that
1: you don't even need to be in a certain... Uh, area or a certain coast to really like everybody wants to go to LA or New York or to be what they want to be as an entertainer, but you don't actually, if it's in you, it's in you. Yeah, Dope
0: dope is dope. I I wanted to ask, you know, you saying that you don't sound like a traditional LA rapper. How has it been trying to come up in the circuit when you, when certain media outlets, they want to promote more of the gangster rap, more of the the post G-funk, they don't want to really promote the conscious rap and all that other sure. stuff.
2: You know, we in an era right now where it's, hip hop is so big and broad and like there's all these different lanes and I feel like there's a lane for everything as long as you right, consistently right. do your thing you grow your fan base. If I'm always which in the beginning of course we were trying to get in the industry and like yeah. you know, once we I started not focusing on that it came more. The industry mm-hmm. started more because you build your own thing. Uh, I'm definitely not like a traditional LA rapper. Years ago one of the DJs out here told me like, maybe you should move out of L.A. because you're not a mm. crip or a blood. Don't nobody want to hear it. no rapper out of L.A. that's not a crip or a blood. They told me this in my face. Man. It was a Pow yep. 106 DJ at I that time. It. I so believe So it was like it. a big name, and it had me kind of fucked up. Like, hmm. what did Snoop say? You know what <laughs> I'm saying? <laughs> Word. So I was like, hmm. You know what I mean? But nah, I just stuck to my guns and mm. yeah. I've just
0: ooh, always felt like, especially being a media personality and r- radio host, DJ, and all that. There's so many great L.A. artists, and they're, but they're considered alternative. I mean, yeah, I feel like people just now are embracing Tyler creator. Yeah, and, you're right. And, and it's been over a decade. That's crazy, right?
2: All them Grammys later. Nah, for sure. Coming from L.A. has a certain stigma, just like probably anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? If you're like a crazy spitter, but you're from the South, it's kind of like not expected. But I feel like hip-hop is... Slowly changing and evolving is more styles from everywhere.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely believe that.
1: When you've stepped in a room and you haven't taken an opportunity, what has that taught you to do in the next room or with the next, you know, person since you've collabed with so many mainstream producers and artists, what would you give other people out there advice for what to do and how to do it?
2: I definitely learned that opportunities coming. Uh, they go as quick as they come. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, if you don't grab it at that spot, most probably is not going to come back again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had an opportunity to do a song with Nipsey. It took a little too long.
1: I like, got a Nipsey store too, man. I, I, Crazy. I, I, right? Me too. I had an opportunity to do a <laughs> yeah.
2: song with Takeoff. I lagged and didn't send him the record because I felt like I didn't have the right one yet. Yeah. Maybe I was overthinking it. Maybe I was mm-hmm. right. I don't know. But things like that. Mm-hmm. There's been a few of those where it's like, If I had acted quicker, I would have gotten it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, for real. Don't hesitate. You got to go for it.
1: For real. I I was working at the Dream Hotel, and I was a co-host for the Baker Boys. I don't know if you know who the Baker Boys Ah, are. Of course. Legend. We were doing radio there at Dash Radio out of the hotel, and they were interviewing Nipsey, Mm. and I was working. You know what I mean? I was doing the double, like, okay, work at the hotel, and then go do radio. Like, do both. And so then Nipsey comes out. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I should have. I didn't say anything to him. And I was Nothing. at the front desk because you know what? I'm one of those people where I'm like I want it to be an organic connection. Yeah, you don't want to bother the celebrity. And I, don't wanna, I, I don't get it. Bother them, but you know sometimes if you have a feeling and you have an urge to to say something, you could say the the smallest thing like, "Hey Nip, I appreciate your music." Something. I He's regret
2: appreciate that
1: not saying yeah, anything. He,
2: he would have appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. I have a story like that. The first time I saw Nas. Yeah. You know things came full circle but like literally like i don't know maybe yeah. almost 10 years ago he came out of a restaurant uh-huh. and i was in the alley it was right by where we had our office we were smoking and like holy shit. nas just walked out and he's literally yeah. my favorite rapper ever but he walked out at the time yeah. he was married with khalees oh yeah and, and they walked out with like kids and a bunch of fat you could yeah. tell it was a family situation and he walked straight into the car while everyone else was still chilling and i just wanted to go up but i felt weird i'm like he's with kids yeah, he, you know what i mean yeah. i didn't want to be that guy yeah i'm like it'll happen in the right way one day and yeah. then it took a little while but yeah. it did you feel me like, yeah. yeah yeah
1: but those are opportunities that you don't know if they're going to come again you oh, know absolutely
2: for Life a long time short. i regretted that because yeah. Yeah. you never know you can just say what's up he might fuck with your energy
1: yeah speaking of that what do you think happens in the afterlife where when Ooh. we transition yeah. Where where do we go? Where do you where do you see like heaven like or whatever place that you see Man, it is?
2: I I struggle with that question a lot. Yeah. I go back and forth. Like I'm mm-hmm. definitely a believer, but sometimes I don't know what exactly I believe, but I believe in a higher power and mm-hmm. I believe something is driving us. Yeah. But where it goes after this, I don't know. I just feel like it's a peaceful place, but I, you know, yeah. I don't know.
1: I feel like yeah. it's it's like a place where because I think we're all constantly trying to grind and figure out the next thing we're trying to balance out life where we do what we do as creatives but we also i'm a big giver too to where Mm -hmm. you can't give too much your energy to the wrong people because you got to build your tribe you know and i'm in the process of that right now so thanks for being a part of my journey with with my show and reaching out you know what i mean it's not that energy is real (laughs) like you know
2: i I definitely had to change my surroundings yeah. you know besides a few day one people like my man over here mm-hmm. but everyone yeah. else shout out to Coda shout out to all the day ones my yes. dog Coda yeah. been with yeah. me literally since we started you know yeah. putting flyers up on uh outside of schools and shit yeah uh, we 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 done it all but like there was a lot of people that only was holding you down just just cuz of bad energy you know what i'm saying yeah. or just cuz of them not figuring out their life it's not always you know uh that they mean to be have bad energy but some things hold you back regardless you know what i mean you got to find like what your circle is that what motivates you keeps right. you happy mm-hmm. yeah talk I'm so ab- much more conscious of that now
0: actually talk about moving right when you have something to lose cuz like yeah, I, I, i've i've noticed that yeah. with certain situations and coming up like certain crowds even in LA hip hop i'm like yo i can't really come around here because really? If this breaks out and I'm affiliated to this, mm-hmm. I'm connected. Like, we're connected yeah. to Kevin Hart now. Yeah. We don't want that to look bad yeah. upon us. Big time. Yeah. So, so no, that's a real that.
2: thing, especially uh, recently, right, in L.A., yeah. like, all these robberies. I got homies that got robbed. Like, I was going out. We had dropped the record with French. It's on the album as a bonus track, but we dropped it last year called Yalla Habibi, so I was out in the clubs a lot. What does that mean? Oh, uh, Yalla Habibi is like an Arabic term. Uh-huh. Even though we're Armenian, which is not the same, but it's our cultures intertwine a lot, and yeah. like we use that term a lot with our friends. Habibi is a term of endearment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can say it to a guy or girl, whatever. And then okay. yalla means yo, let's go, let's go get it, baby. So the whole mm-hmm. thing is let's go, baby, let's go get it. That's really it's kind of like a anthemic, you know, I mean song. Yeah. But at that time, I was in the clubs a lot, and all these robberies were happening, yeah. and everyone, and we out there with jewelry and shit. And yeah. I started realizing, yo, this is really not worth it. I'm not trying to prove to anybody that I'm tough or anything. So if I yeah. don't have the right people around me, I yeah. wasn't wearing all this shit no more. I'm like, yeah. I don't really need it unless we really moving correctly. So yeah, speaking it's of crazy of, out here.
0: Speaking of which, because there's so many rappers that have passed away, you know, it feels like sometimes what it, rappers are being targeted. So kind of going back to what you're saying, you're super cautious about how everything is moving at this point.
2: I think you got to be, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've been blessed to be around a lot of these OGs. Like, me and Be Real talked about this a lot. I asked him, like, how was it back then? He's, like, similar. He's, like, I was straight from the streets gangbanging, but I I had to tell the homies, like, there's certain things I can't take you to because one thing leads to another. Some people are just problematic. Yes, to survive these times and go through your career to the next level, like, you can't just, you know, be around just anybody and do anything. You got to be careful of how you move.
0: You know, it's so funny... I want to bring up my nip story. I was supposed to conduct an interview with him. It was at a club event and but there were so many people on the stage. and Nip was like basically if they don't clear the stage, I'm not going on right. And what? they didn't clear the stage and he didn't go they on. Did. but I mean now looking at it hindsight 2020 that was smart Nip I, one of the smartest out here, bro. yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's we just learned wild a wild to from
2: nip just as independent moving. I got my clothing store, my clothing line, like an actual store in my area in Glendale. I was going to ask mean? about that. Yeah. We, it's, yeah. it's really a merit. Marath- my whole shit been a marathon. Hey. Slow mm-hmm. and steady rise. So yeah, he been talking about that, you know? yeah
1: Yeah. i was gonna ask you earlier you said yala right yeah is like go get her like Like, let's let's go go. let's go so i had a syrian friend and she's an artist shout out to nori i had her on the show before Um, she's doing her thing very good vocalist and she's talented so speaking of females and women who would you do a feature with or like collab with who do you got your eyes on
2: oh yeah i love cardi for sure yeah we've been nah, i don't really know cardi i've been around her but i know offset yeah. pretty well at yeah, this yeah, point yeah you, you know just I mean? dropped the song with yeah, him. Just dropped yeah, the song yeah. with him we've done a couple songs we've been around each other multiple times offset's definitely the homie uh-huh. yeah i'm a definitely a big cardi fan when it comes to rap uh-huh. um Janae, I think is fire. Oh, I love Janae. Janae. She's my girl. Do some sexy song, like some, you know, that smooth voice.
0: She's been my crush since 2014. (laughs) I feel you, brother. I feel you, my brother. Shout out Big Sean. She with Big Sean. I I respect that. I respect that.
1: Janae, come, come to Plug Talk. Um, Um, She's my Pisces sister. There you
0: go. Who
2: else is, I mean, I always draw a Nikki, blank when people, I Nikki, mean, yeah, of course, Nikki I feel uh-huh. like is the female GOAT when it comes to hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, my favorite is Lauryn Hill, but she's yeah, not active no more, but I feel like Nikki's the number one greatest yeah. of all time, yeah, if you had to pick, like she, she's been dominating shit. Like every girl coming yeah. out now is a product of her. Yeah.
0: Do, do you think that women are definitely taking over hip hop because there's so many female rappers and it feels like that's where the media is pointing their attention. Honestly,
2: yeah. I don't know if it's the media or they just killing it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's a lot of it. girls and they really em. are killing it right <laughs> that's now. True. You know that's true. Yeah, so I don't think, I don't remember an era where there was this many girls mm-hmm. that were actually really dope. Yeah, you that's know true. What I'm saying? Maybe they wasn't that's getting true. the shine that, so we didn't know about them. But like right now, yeah, it's so many. Yeah. Do
0: you, do you think like a Rhapsody or like a Princess Nokia? Mm. Um, I'm Rhapsody. even I'm even mention some about people. Rhapsody, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> mention some people that are in LA that deserve their flowers, like Reverie, Gavlin I uh, was Bell literally Nine. texting
2: with Reverie on the way here. Shout yeah, out like Rep. like do you <laughs> think Gavlin, all the homies? Yeah. Like
0: I mean, Blimes and Gab. Yep. Do you think that these type of rappers are kind of getting the short end of the stick because they are more traditional sounding hip
2: hop? Yeah, they're not that female sexy vibe. Yeah. I the, mean, unfortunately bro like sex sells you know what yeah. i'm saying like it, it is what it is like you know we men we scrolling we know when we you know what i mean See yeah, some, it's just how humans react unfortunately yeah. for women it's yeah. even more yeah because men that ha- make that kind of hip-hop i tell you right now 90% of their fan base is mm-hmm. men right mm-hmm. but for women that rap like that most women don't have too many male fans you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like usually so it mm. kind of becomes difficult
1: yeah, I would uh, You think I'm wrong? I would say more male. Well, as you far as Rhapsody rap has... I feel like rap yeah, rap-wise rap. No, yeah, it would be female, but I would say I would say look-wise, body-wise, attention-wise, like getting I would say so we're talking now streams and listens versus mm. views of visuals. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, that's why a
2: lot of girls have like mad followers yeah. and get mad yeah. views on IG but the yeah. album
0: don't necessarily stream <laughs> that no, that's, but that's it, the hard part. like yeah, because it's tough it's, for, it's, for women. it's yeah. weird because some, I've seen it where, like, IG models and other types of models try to go into music. But what happens is most of the guys are there to... For a look, whole different reason, Yeah, bro. for the like eye candy. They're not there to, for the yeah. music, which is I've sad. I've seen this
2: with different type of, let's say, influencers, girls yeah. that yeah. have millions of followers. And then they think... Let me just do this rap thing because I have an audience. Because you know yeah. I have a theory that everybody wants to be a rapper like deep down
0: inside. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: everybody.
1: Not us. Ninety well,
0: percent well, of people. Well, I, have used, to, I used to exactly. want to be a rapper. There you go. I, I I'm don't. You, you don't probably anymore, did at though. one point. I actually don't no, want to no, be anymore.
2: Not forever. There's always a moment at one point in yeah. time you wanted to be a rapper, right? So <laughs> I feel like. Look, even like investors and billionaires yeah. and stuff. I'm not saying they want to be rappers, but they want to be part of like something <laughs> they, yeah, music. Of course. Yeah. Music and hip hop is just so powerful; it affects yeah. everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So these influencers think the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can do this. Someone's gonna write my shit, and even if it sounds good, it still don't mean it's, yeah. that's not how. That it's not that easy. You it, know what it's, saying? it's
0: so funny. I feel like every rapper at the core of him want wants to be a podcaster now. Yes. Now
2: yes. i, I, I mean, I've been thinking are you, are of you, some podcast but, ideas. See, I'm gonna keep it hundred. See? I actually had an idea a <laughs> couple years ago. I had the co host everything ready, but then I was focused on this album. I'm like, mm. it ain't the time right now. So yeah. maybe but, we'll do it the, yeah. Man,
0: see that that's how this I'll definitely be the new shit. He I, was
1: we were literally <laughs> hold on. We we were literally talking before the interview and he was saying, Man, like I don't I don't like the lifestyle of a rapper like you got to do double work like I wouldn't I, okay, I would okay, hate, me, I would I hate like being a rapper. No,
0: you I, said I, I'll be I'll be completely honest. <laughs> I'm a hip hop head. I'm a hip hop DJ. I, I love the culture. Okay. Let me preface that. My thing is that I get you, with, with, with rappers, Like I feel like one of the worst experiences is being in the studio Everybody's blunted, drunk. You're listening to the same stuff. You're waiting for people to get it together. <laughs> and then I it, I, I. it ain't
2: gotta be like that.
0: And, you and know it ain't. It like, it's not. But all usually like that. when you
2: start and when you're young and shit, that's how it is. And yes. then slowly, I, so, you know, for me, I, I started finding my thing and I'm just so, like in there with my engineer mm-hmm. and we just making music. But but you're
0: professional. So,
2: like, that's not how it starts.
1: I was gonna ask yeah. you about that. So. Did you find out when you were going through the, the flow of things, that was a problem for you? Or, like, how did you handle that? I don't It's beginning? just
2: evolving and maturing. <laughs> it's not really a problem, but I stopped doing, like, the super mm-hmm. late-night session. And you just, just start like- having mm-hmm. other things to do. Like, I'm mm-hmm. too busy to be asleep mm-hmm. the next day till 2 p.m. because mm-hmm. I got shit to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit
0: stuff like that. So yeah. you just get, you know,
2: Yeah, are just getting older. Because
0: right. traveling and just the... the you, you have to do a lot of different stuff to kind of maintain, yeah. and you got to be at video shoots and all this other stuff. No, nah, no. Nah. Being an artist ain't easy at all.
2: Like, no. you, you yeah. might
0: think it's all fun and
2: games when you're younger, and then when mm. you're really doing it, like, it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of away from, you know, home and the people, and it's a lot of work without really any return until you crack mm. that one boundary. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's yeah. a lot of investing and sacrificing, just everything, you know? Friendships, relationships, how, how, how do you, money.
0: How do you maintain your mental when it, when it comes to – balancing all that and then still being a regular person like having emotions and things of that nature i don't know i got this cognac in here no i'm kidding I'm, I, I'm totally kidding
2: um nah i feel you bro like with me honestly it all comes back to like kind of maturing and finding my comfort Mm -hmm. in every in every aspect of life yeah Mm -hmm. like with time you just kind of figure out what works for you what doesn't you know your surroundings again like they got to be supportive and you know understanding a lot right um and yeah sometimes you Mm -hmm. have a talk with yourself like chill out Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like
0: yeah yeah. self-awareness is everything self-awareness for sure
2: speaking of
1: self-awareness and unplugging from the culture And outlets. we're gonna do a little segment called pull the plug (laughs) this is basically about getting to know the real armin you know what i mean i have like a variety of questions here that are fast feel free to answer them or not or not but they're you know not music related okay gotcha um let's start Uh, with something simple what's your pet peeve
2: that's not that simple
1: Dang, then these other ones are going to be. What
2: frustrates you?
1: <laughs> what can't you stand? Like, uh for me, when people smack and eat, if a guy does oh, that, a like gro- that, like, yeah. if I'm on a date and I'm, that, I'm, uh. I
2: don't like feet. So oh, okay. when people <laughs> touch their feet in any way.
1: I have feet fans out
2: there. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's fuck crazy. with feet. I know some, some men love toes and shit like that. Bro. Like, I don't care how clean your toes look. I'm not that fan of, you know what I mean?
1: Bro. Um, people walking, you
2: know, with flip flops without socks on, shit like that. I, like I, this? I don't like feet. <laughs> oh, I didn't even, no, nah, I mean, you're told, look, that looks cool, but if you start touching them and shit, I don't,
0: Mm-mm. I'm like,
2: uh-uh.
1: So has a girl <laughs> ever done that to you, where she's like, give me a foot uh, massage, and you're like, mm. no, no one's
2: actually literally asked me, but I'm not the guy for the foot massage. Okay. You know, we can do that. other type of massages. Okay. <laughs> I'm not disgusted by it, but uh-huh. I'd rather not. Okay. Yeah, I that feel that. All I feel right.
1: That. First concert.
2: First concert was, um, I believe it was Nas, actually. Yeah, um, Shout out to yeah. Nas. That's no I'm surprise. I'm telling you, I'm the biggest Nas fan, yeah. and I was like, I want to say 11 or 12 uh-huh. in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, my mom drove me, and I had, like, my best friend, like, a different city, mm-hmm. but our moms was best friends, and we were super, like, hip-hop heads already, mm-hmm. and, and she brought my boy and, and his brother, and it was the three of us mm-hmm. with, like, one parent. Yeah. Dope. She was fire. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What is one song or band that you're embarrassed about to say that you actually like? Spice Girls. No, I'm just kidding.
2: I wouldn't be uh, (laughs) embarrassed of Spice Girls. Spice Girls kind of. Spice Girls had records. Um, I'm embarrassed to like right now, huh? Uh, Um... Shit, throw me some ideas. I just told you I'd draw a blank with questions like this. Yeah, it's okay. Um, uh,
1: like, I like a lot of shit. I bro. Don't like, actually, I don't think, do, you don't get embarrassed because you, you own up to what you actually like. It just like. is
2: what it is. But um, do I like any whack shit? Probably. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any.
1: Yeah. Um okay, what about dance moves? Like are you do you have rhythm or are you just yeah,
0: Do you, at the club do you dance? I don't know.
2: But when I was like 12, I thought I was going to be like a dancer, uh-huh. like a hip hop, not really break Stop. dance, but kind of like like a
1: beat bopper The shit you like. do
2: before you know how to break dance like I wasn't advanced enough, mm-hmm. but I thought I was that guy. Yeah, for sure. What?
0: Was it because you you watch you got served or
2: No, I don't remember what I seen. I was just into music so much, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, it was kind of like hip-hop dancing and shit, you know I went to, like, this hip-hop dance class and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, in hindsight, that wasn't the greatest look. But, yeah, I was into that. That's all good. Mm -hmm.
1: All right, movies. Are you a movie guy? Yeah, I mean... Action?
2: Recent years, it's been more like TV shows, definitely more than movies. But, yeah, I love movies.
1: Do you like comedy, action, or chick flicks?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) <laughs> not really chick flicks, but I don't mind that some of them. Uh, action, not even. Probably more drama yeah. and, and just, like, dope stories. Uh-huh. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, mafia shit, of course. Yes. Yeah. Have I'll
1: you like seen, uh what is it called? Queen of the South?
2: Yeah, that, that's a TV show, though. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my shit. I don't think I'm fully caught, I'm up. caught up.
1: Oh, okay.
2: What? At one point, I stopped watching, but that oh shit was fire.
1: Yeah, I'm... I'm very bad at staying still and watching things but yeah 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 yeah. no i was dope yeah yeah all right so the worst job you ever had and why
2: um i had a bunch of jobs but the worst one was probably i worked at macy's for three months in the fine jewelry department okay just because I don't know. I knew the manager. It was like a friend with my mom or something.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to mom. Oh, my God. Yeah, big, shout well, out to of mom.
2: big shout out to mom. Yeah. Uh, was that
1: he, in the Netherlands?
2: No, that was here. Okay. Macy's is Macy's. out here. They don't oh, have. They Macy's don't have there. The mm. Yet. Mm, I was enough. there, but I only lasted three months. I just couldn't do the whole retail thing. Mm-hmm. But I had a bunch of like restaurant jobs before mm-hmm. and after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of didn't mind them as far as being like a young kid and then college. And mm. I was
0: it was cool. It was good food. And then you get tips and shit. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like Kanye with uh, spaceships? <laughs> he's like, after after manager up, uh, you know, like that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but but he was talking about the gap, right? Yeah, he's talking about mm-hmm. the gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I had
2: a situation like that because my first job when I moved to L.A. when I was 18, my uncle owned the Johnny Rockets, oh. a burger joint. Oh. So it's like so when Rockets. I was here, maybe like a month later, that was like my first job out here. Mm-hmm. So I'm a waiter at Johnny Rockets with the fucking hat and the bow tie <laughs> and shit. And then after a year or so, he I guess he sold it or whatever. So the new owner came, and I lasted two weeks. And the motherfucker fired me because I was always late. I wasn't that late, but I was like 15 minutes late, 20 minutes late. And at one time, I pulled up, and I wasn't on the schedule. And the guys over there is like, yo, I think you fired. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker didn't even call me. You know what I'm saying? He made me drive. It was like a 30-minute drive for me. And I was really pissed off, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Dang. That's like me when uh, these customers wor- or walked out on me and they, they didn't pay their bill, so the owners fired me and they told me I had to pay the bill. Really? I was like, that what? That's fucked up. <laughs> up. Yeah, I
2: thought of that one time. If you don't pay the bill, then yeah. like the, the server is going to get in trouble, which yeah. is kind of fucked up. Unless she was like, mm-hmm. you want to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like She yeah. wasn't cool. She yeah. was rude and shit. But
1: Speaking yeah. of food, uh, what's your favorite dish to cook? Or do you even cook?
2: Oh, man, I really don't. Okay. <laughs> what do you like to eat? I don't cook for shit. Future wifey, um, if she cooks what? you something, what do you um, want her to cook? I mean, cook? I'm, I'm into, you know, I'm into <laughs> definitely Italian food. I'm into like Middle Eastern, Bomb. like, yep. you know, Armenian, Persian type of food. What, what is I'm, that? I love Mexican food, uh-huh. you know, like kebabs and like Mediterranean okay. vibes, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Shout I love food, so as long as it's food. good. Yeah, I love Mexican food.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Dope. I love Asian stuff, like, you know what I mean? Thai like, food. Yeah, Thai, Thai, Chinese. Do you like, uh-huh. do you like Japanese? Like, like
0: um,
1: sushi? Sushi. Sushi yeah.
2: and like hibachi and stuff. Yeah, that's uh-huh. some of my favorite shit actually. Yeah, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, about yeah. yeah. Uh, Dating single in a relationship wiped up.
2: No <laughs> I knew it. My manager answered it for me. No comment. If <laughs> you Co- didn't hear Why did room? I know? Like, I don't really get asked this question too much in interviews, but I had a feeling you were going to ask me. <laughs>
1: of course. I'm a girl. Yeah, the girls want to know out there. Album you know? out right now. <laughs> me, <laughs> Go check the produced album produced by Scott Storch,
2: <laughs> Storch. featuring Nas, <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: last but not least, uh, this is pretty simple. Like, how do you get fired up? How do you fuel uh, Armin's fire when you need inspiration? Gotta do
2: anything. It's it's all it's all it's always about music with me. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's not only true. I watch a lot of like. Um, podcasts or like motivational type like my man Patrick Bed David. I don't mm. know if you guys are familiar. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Gary V. I fuck with Gary V heavy I love Gary shit v. like that. Yes. I love to watch things yes. like that when I wake up just to get like positive. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? A lot of mm-hmm. times it's like I know this already but it still feels mm-hmm. good to like hear it when you are getting ready or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just music, you know? Yeah. Just play some music and get fi- you know, get the energy.
1: For out. sure. So what are what do you see for I mean in the future as uh artists? like and and as a just a man a a family man uh what do you see for your life
2: just um you know level up in every in every aspect you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying as an artist it's like i feel like this album is like a turning point for me Mm -hmm. it's been a long road but uh yeah sold Mm -hmm. out tours that's really what it's about i feel like being able to hit the road touch the fans you know draw a lot of people and everything else will kind of fall in place you know
1: for sure. Mean is out. You guys go stream that on all platforms yes with Scott sir. Storch. We have an event coming up at yes. the Roxy Uh Scott George gonna drop by?
2: You know what? I hit Scott, but he lives in Miami. The issue is he moved mm. recently. Uh, when we did the album, he was here. He moved like a few months ago. Wow. I've been trying to get him to come, but uh-huh. I can't promise that. Because okay. if he was here, I would have pulled him for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Um yeah. but shout out to Scott. But yo, this is the official album release concert. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's my first headlining show mm-hmm. in several years. Like yeah. before COVID. It's gonna be, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be an event. You know what yeah. I mean? At oh. the legendary Roxy on sunset. Um, get your tickets and it, pull
1: it's up. only
0: 20 bucks yeah and it'll definitely sell out so mm-hmm. get them yeah, now man.
1: anything else for you justin
0: man appreciate being a guest host on here yeah. and man, looking forward to doing more yeah well, thank you guys for having me yeah, of yeah of course. Course. We're out we're right now
2: let's go <laughs> let's go go
1: stream it <laughs>